kingdom agenda and we are dealing with the four core values that we believe are essential for those of us that are in Christ. Amen. We have already dealt with the first one, which is faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hallelujah. Listen, and this is not just saving faith. This is living faith. Turn to your neighbor and say, it takes faith to get the blessings of God. It, it, it takes faith. It takes faith to walk in peace. It takes faith that, to hold on to your joy. It takes faith to stand. Hallelujah. 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 So we are, we dealt with that. The, the next one that we started on a couple of weeks ago is the core value of love. The core value of love. We are going to the scripture, Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 through 40. It will come up on your screen. Hmm. We will stand if you're able. And it reads as such on before you. Hearing that Jesus has silent the Sadducees, the Sadducees got together. And one of them, an expert in the law, tested him, tried him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in all the laws? Jesus replied and said, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. Sit down. The the, the thought I want to leave with you is the cost of love. Uh, the cost of love. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus as we hmm, hide me behind your glory. Hide me behind Jesus. Allow his presence, allow his character to shine so brightly before our eyes that we can see more of him and less of us. So Lord, even now, to the praise of your glory, allow me to speak that which you want me to speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Really what Jesus shows us is the essence of God's will, God's intent from the beginning. We many times has regulated Christianity to a lot of don'ts, a lot of do's. It has become many times in our thinking, in our action, in the way we approach God, it, it, it is, is a task. 
And, and we're trying to pass the test by our actions. But if we are to take serious what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, is that, is that, that when we really know the Lord Jesus Christ, not only is it, but it has always been a matter of the heart. <laughs> a matter of the heart. See, 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 anybody can do outward actions, but, but just because you're doing an outward action don't mean it's coming from the heart. Uh, you, you can play church on Sunday morning. You can, you can, do, you can do church really good. But, but God is not so much looking at our actions. He's looking at our heart. Look what he's saying. He says the law and the prophets. And when he said the law and the prophets, he is saying the entire Bible hangs on, is hinged on, Two things. And those two things got one thing in common, and it's love. First John chapter 3 says that God is love, which means that God is what love is. And if you want to know what love is, you got to know God. Without that, what we do, what we say, don't really matter anything. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is trying to tell us. He said, he said you can give your body to be burned. You, you, can, you can have all sorts of gifts. and You, you, can, you can give yourself away. But, but if at the core of it, if it's not love, if, if the motivation isn't love, in God's eyes, it's unacceptable. Yes, so we got to tap into this. We got to figure out what, what Jesus is talking about because I would hate to be doing all this and, and it don't mean nothing. I, I would hate to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ at the preacher and say, Lord, I preached to many and the Lord said to me, depart from me. I never knew you. <laughs> because whenever we regulate what what, what, what we do for God to a task, then we're not doing it from the right motive. It's always a heart thing. God gave his heart. God gave his heart. And I was thinking about this, and, and I said, okay, well, yeah, I, I need to make this, I need to flush this out. I, I, I need to make this where we can get it because, because you know, because it's, it's hard. It's a concept that is hard. I said, and, 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 and uh, it's a simple ideal that we find in Matthew chapter 5 where he said, you are the salt of the earth. <laughs> you know what I realized? Is that when you taste food, if salt is missing, you know immediately it needs salt. <laughs> Y'all agree with me? I mean, with all the other spices that could go in it, if it doesn't have salt at the first, you don't have to say, let me taste it again. The first little taste, you say, give me the salt shaker. I know I realized something else. You don't put salt in a real cook that uses salt. Don't use salt after it's done. 
you use salt while it's cooking. Do you know why you use salt while it's cooking? So, so, so that, so that it, it would get inside. Because if you use salt after it's cooked, it's just on top. I hate to say this, but I got to say this. You don't want to be a surface salt Christian. A surface salt Christian is a, is a person that's salty on Sunday. <laughs> but you don't want to see them on Monday. <laughs> Why? Because it's possible to know how to live in a surface way, but it hasn't gotten into you where it's in the way you view things, in the way you talk. You know, you know, I talk ought to be 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 salted with faith. We gotta get to the place that no matter what life throws at us, that that what comes out of us is what in us, and, and I guarantee you, let life hit you. Let, 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 let it squeeze you hard enough, and whatever is in you is going to come out. And if, and if your faith is not, if your relationship with Christ isn't deep enough, it will betray, your talk will betray you. Your attitude will betray you. know what? I told somebody, I said, I said, it's amazing how God shows us how deeper we get in by the test we go through. <laughs> see, see, the test shows you how salty, the, the, how, how deep the salt done got. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all looking at me kind of crazy now. Let me explain. You see, there's some things that Five years ago, if somebody would have did it to you, you would have lost your religion. But that, but but that, but there ought to be if you're growing now. That there's some there's some things that that used to make you go there don't make you go there no more. <coughs> I was talking to somebody and they said I was amazed. I didn't do what I wanted to. I was mad. I was mad. And, 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 and he, said, he said, I wanted to, but I kept my mouth shut. Without that type of test, you don't know how deep it in God. The reality is, is that, is that, that is that, is that, Salt is coming. Love is coming from him. And when you spend time with Jesus, there ought to be some rubbing off that happens. Praying and reading. Listen, you got to have an open. Did you know you can pray and read with a closed heart? It's possible to be just putting in time. I did my half hour of reading. I did my 10 minutes of praying. But it never got, it's, it's, it's salt on the surface. 
And all somebody has to do is brush up against you and it's gone. What he's saying is if we're going to be effective and world changers, this core value of love goes deeper than that. It got to be deep enough that Satan can throw his best at you. And what comes out of you is what is in you. Don't tell me that our testimony is only skin deep. And God will on purpose put you in situations and, and people are watching you to see how you respond to the, the stress of life and, and will you maintain your integrity when things are hard. I, I wish I wish, I wish, I wish, oh, I wish that, 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 that things didn't have to be this way. But I realize that if God don't press me, I won't press myself. This, this, this thing got to be, listen, you can't tell me how much you love God and you treat your neighbor anyway. You can't tell me that you can act unlovely, that you can use people, talk about people, have a bad attitude with people, and you walking in love. This, there's a monkey on that line. You know, you know I, I, was trying, I was trying to water. Yes, I was trying to water the grass, and I turned on the hose. I went to the sprayer, and no water was coming out. Went back to the source. And, and it was water because I saw it leaking from the connection. So I know it was on. So I, I went back to the sprayer and I, I turned on the sprayer. Still no water. There was a clink, kink in the line. Let me ask you a question. Is there a kink in your line? What I realized is that, notice what I did. I made sure the holes was connected to the source. I made sure the source was turned on. I went to where it was supposed to pour out. And because it didn't pour out, what I started to do is walk the line to see where there was a disconnect between the source and the pouring out. When, regardless of what may be happening around you, when love is not pouring out, you better go check the line. First, you got to make sure you're connected to the source. Because if you're not connected to the source, you can't, you can't get nothing anyway. See, see, this is not something you and I do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Okay, because I know I don't have much time because we got this 1.30 seminar and I want y'all to be able to go get something to eat before you come back to the seminar. So I'm skipping through a whole lot of stuff. But I wanted to be clear. Listen, uh, it's funny how, how, how God sets stuff up in Scripture 
to make it relevant for us. Here he is in Mark chapter 26, and he's at a dinner table. And here comes the woman with the alabaster box. She was tapped into the spirit that even the disciples wasn't tapped into. Can I go there? Sometimes even those who saw, who supposed to be closest, don't let titles fool you. Don't let position fool you. Listen, this is about relationship. And, and you and I determine how full of the spirit, how much like him we look by how we open up our hearts. Watch this. I think God even has to help us open up our hearts. That's what this is about with the woman with the alabaster box. The alabaster box, you don't take the lid off. The way this expensive fragrance is made is you have to break the box in order to get it out. There's no listen. And once you break it, you can't put it in again. Watch this. When you break it, all the fragrance come out. There's no way to save or reserve what's in it. So watch this. So in breaking it, you have to be fully committed to breaking it. It's worth a lot of money. There's cost to this. Listen, if you're really going to love somebody, it may cost you something. To To love God. It's going to make you love people. And some people he's sending you to is not going to be people that you really want to love. See, let me me explain to you. Love is really one way on your part. If you expect to receive back from the love you give, then maybe you're not loving the right way. Why? Because it's like the alabaster box. Once you break it, that's what the Bible says. Wait a minute. Be careful. Guard your heart. Because out of your heart come the issues. So, so watch this. So, 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 ladies and young men, be careful who you marry. I say this all the time because I honestly believe, and I do a whole, you, the person that you're looking at can't love you no more than they love God. I don't care how cute they are. I don't care how many muscles they have. I don't care if they can say. You better check their spiritual resume. You better see where they are with the Lord because if you're sworn and they're a chicken, and they can't soar, then the marriage can only fly as high as that chicken. Think about that one. Think about that one. I'm not going to give no answer because chickens can't fly. Watch this. 
as an eagle, you soar and you bless people without them, with no expectation of reciprocation from them. One thing that you have to learn is this. This cannot determine your love factor. This determines. If, if you allow this to determine how much you're going to open up your heart, you're, gonna, you're not going to open up your heart. Our faith got to be deeper than that. Uh, are, you, are you ready for God to use you? And I, I believe that in order for God to use you, there's a pressing that has to happen. What Jesus says about this lady is that she prepared him for her burial. God gives a picture of stuff over and over again. Over and over again. This picture of the alabaster box is a picture of him. Let me prove it. Matthew chapter 26. Listen, same chapter. Down a little bit more. He goes into a garden called Gethsemane. Listen, she comes in, busts open the box, the whole content pours out, it has to be totally broken for the preciousness to come out. In the same chapter, Jesus comes to the olive grove. That's what Gethsemane means. It is the olive grove. We went there, didn't we? You went there. Not when we was in, we went there. Listen, they got olive trees in this garden that was there during the time of Jesus. They got it laid out. Show me some pictures. I, 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 got, I sent some pictures. And, and, he, and here he, he goes in because for the first time he feels the pressure. Beautiful place. Olive trees all over. Watch this. Let me tell you about olive trees. He uses olive trees as the example for Christians. This is the place where the olive are taken off the tree and is pressed. These are cultivated olive trees because wild olive trees don't grow olives. Look what I'm saying. He's saying, unless you've been engrafted in Christ, you cannot bear fruit for him. A wild olive tree that grows on itself literally does not bear fruit. So all these trees are cultivated olive trees. Some of them taken from one a branch off a wild olive tree, put and grafted into, and, and grafted into a, a, a cultivated olive tree so that it can bear fruit. And what he's saying is, unless you are in me, I don't care what you do, it's dead work. Listen. He, he, he's there, and he began to feel the weight of our sins on him. And I think he's anticipating.
irritating. Listen, it's not the whooping. It's not the beating. He was horribly beat. His vestige more, 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 more murder any man than that. You know, he was more beaten that you couldn't recognize him. His four more than the than the sons of men. We cannot even imagine how bad it was. But the cup that that God is putting before him. Watch this, is the wrath of his father, which means the removal of God's mercy on the cross. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me tell you about olives. You know, it's a big thing about olive oil now. Yes, sir. You know, because it's more healthy for you. Let me explain something. Olive oil is the only oil that's not processed. Extra virgin olive oil is pure. Uh, now, now, certified is supposed to be from the best olives, pressed out, put in a bottle. It, it, it is strained so that the, so that the uh, material, but it's all juice. Any other oil that you cook with has other stuff in it. It's processed. Notice what I said. Extra virgin olive oil is is juice, pure juice from the olive. It's the only one that's like that. And the only way you can get that out is you take the fruit and press it. You know what that tells me? In order for Jesus to bless us, he had to be pressed out. In order for, in order for us to, to, to get the blessing, God had to pour him out. Chris, he's a paramedic. So raise your hand. He said, that, he said, and I never knew this before. He said, and it makes sense because because they said that when the white blood when the right blood sickles and all that separated, it's a sign of, of death, so you saw water and blood. But he added something else. He said, that also happens when all the blood is out your body. That's where I got the drip, drip, drop, drop. One of those drops was for me. <laughs> Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He was broken in order to be poured out for you. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. And for me. His love for you cost you something. Cost him something. Matter of fact, it cost him everything. My question is, and then we about ready to go home. This is my question. If God the Father had to press him out for his love to be demonstrated, don't you think he has to press you out? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. God has to get rid of Tracy. The devil isn't my biggest enemy. You know who's my biggest enemy? You, me, we, 
You know, why? Because we put stipulations on what we're going to do. We, we put stipulations on how much we're going to give. We put stipulations on who we're going to love. And, and if it's up to us, we will pick out who we want to bless. And most of the time, we expect something back. What if God sends you to somebody you don't like? What if God put you in a situation and tell you, stay still, because not only am I teaching you, but I'm pressing you because you're not usable until I break you. My brothers and sisters, I honestly believe this. You are no stronger. You are no more anointed to the degree God done broke you. Until God breaks us, he can't greatly use us. But I tell you, trust God in the breaking. Here, 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 Jesus. He's struggling. He's struggling. Lord, if there's another way, let this cup pass me. I don't want to. I don't want to be separated from you. I love them. I love you. But, Lord, if you can find an easier way, than this? Because this costs me. It's going to cost me you, Lord. It's going to cost your mercy being with you. You and I have never been separated. We've been for all eternity together. And now you're telling me that you got to pull back your mercy? I believe that the struggle of Jesus was not on the cross. It was before the cross. Listen, it was in the garden. You know why? When you make up your mind that you're going to give it all, it doesn't matter what the cost is anymore. Kathleen sung the song, Stand. You know what that's saying? Listen, that is not saying... I'm going to stand regardless of what people say about me. You know what that's saying? No matter what the devil throws at me, I'm going to stay on my faith. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm going to stand. One of the greatest pictures I ever saw of this, and, and you heard this story before. Man, this young man is standing outside on his porch on a winter night, shaking it so cold. He's holding his two-year-old daughter that had cancer and it started off with a pimple right here on her face. The cancer spread quickly throughout her head to the place, listen what I'm saying. When you saw her, her literally skull was translucent. Where you could see the veins and even her brain. When me and Reverend Willis saw this, we went to the car and we wept. We wept. I'd never seen nothing. I'd seen some things before. I'd never seen nothing like that before. I was standing there. They had just took her to the hospital because both her legs snapped simultaneously. 
At this point, it looked like she was like a wax doll. Somebody put it in the oven, and her face literally is flying across her face. She is weep. She is crying on his shoulder. He's holding. He got blood on his shoulder. The doctor said, "There's nothing we can do. The cancer has gotten into her blood system." Me and him are standing there. Listen, we're talking about in the valley. We're talking about that he knows she's dying in his arms. He's holding her in his arms, and there's nothing he he can do. And, and, And just his arms being around her is comforting her. In this state, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to minister to this. I don't know. So, so it wasn't me talking. It was him talking. And this is what he said to me. Even if God did not promise me heaven to be next to him, I still would serve him. My question is, is it about God or is it about what he does? My question is, have you gotten to the place that no matter what happens on this side, that, that you look over the hills where we've come with your faith, because your faith coming from the Lord, and you recognize he is good in every circumstance, he is able in every way, that God will keep you in perfect peace, that there's something about God that makes it worth the cost. I honestly believe until God breaks you to the place and you can stand flat-footed and say, Lord, I still love you. I still praise you. I still serve you. How can he trust you with his anointing until he breaks you deeply? Some of you, how can I say this? I'm going to say that. You think it's the devil doing it, but maybe it's God doing it. Because God, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, look what it says. My grace is sufficient for you. For in your weakness is my strength. After this, I'm done. I said, huh? Lord, not in my strength. I don't want your strength. I want your weakness. I don't want them to see you. I want them to see me. So, Lord, you don't want me to gird myself up and and show you that Tracy's strong enough? He said, no, because now that's you. You know what? I don't know all that preceded me having this attitude, but when I was growing up, I didn't need nobody. I would take care of things myself. I was the one that my mom used to say to me as a little kid, Tracy, you got to begin to care about you. Why, Why do you take everything to the limit? I mean, I mean, I mean, it was, it was like, if you're going to fight me, you best, if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to kill me because I wasn't going to quit. 
I had no stop in me. So therefore, the question was, is I had already made up my mind, I'm ready to die. Seriously. When I walked out of the house, I had already determined I may not come back. It was already preset. It was already predetermined. I was already in that mindset. It took God to add pressure to me for me to realize he didn't want that type of strength. He wanted my weakness. Some of you, you think you're strong, but that's not the strength. Listen, it takes strength to be weak. It takes strength to be able to take stuff. See, see, God works just the opposite the way he works. And as long as you got it, guess what? God's going to let you handle it. But when you let God fight your battle, when you let God be your strength, when you let God take care of it, when God order your steps, I'm telling you, God will fight your battle. Isn't it amazing how God will keep you in the midst of the storm and you don't even feel like it? There's a joy, there's a peace, there's a, there's a presence of God. Oh, listen, 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 watch this, watch this. And then, and then we're gone, we're gone, we're gone, we're gone. Will you allow God to put his arms around you? You can walk in the midst of your storm and still have a smile on your face. Oh, he would give you a song on the inside that you don't even understand why you sang it, but you'll wake up in the morning and there'll be a song to encourage you during that day. Oh, God, God will show up. Listen, God will use the birds to sing to you. A squirrel will come look at you and say, it's going to be okay. Look, I got, I got a mouth. I got an apple in my mouth. The same God that gave me this apple will take care of you. God will show up and show out when you let him. You know what? God wants you to see him. But you got to be looking at him. Too many of us are looking at. When folks' opinion of you is too important, it's because you're looking at the wrong thing. When you get to the place, you don't care what people think. All you know is that God placed me here and I ain't going nowhere. All that you know is God got me and I don't care what the devil says to me. I'm going to trust him when I can't do nothing else. Lord, you're going to find me right here. Listen. Listen. In the pressing, it hurts. In the pressing, it don't make sense sometimes. But you know when the anointing has been greatest on me? is when I've been at my lowest. 
you know what? I was talking to somebody, and they said this to me. They said, how you do it? I said, do what? How do you preach when you don't feel like preaching? It was another preacher that was going through stuff. Said, said, how, how, how in the world can you come up out of, of your own personal brokenness and stand up there and you teach and, and you do what you do? I said, man, I got different hats. I said, what you mean? He said, what you mean? He said, man, when I walk in church, in my mind, I put on pastor hat. And what you mean you put on the pastor hat? I know God has anointed me to do this. In spite of what I may be going through. So I push that aside. And I step into the anointing by faith to be able to do what God has empowered me to do. Listen, it's not me. There's an anointing to do this. There's a power to do this. And I said, Lord, I trust. Listen, there's times I've said this before. I want to open up the box. Emotionally. Listen, if the devil is at you, don't you think he's at me? But I know if I can open up my mouth at the first word that the power of God is going to take over. Listen, this is what I'm saying. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't want to, take the first step. Even if you don't want to, open up your mouth. Listen, I promise you, if you by faith start it, God will finish it. He will hold you. He will upguard you. He said, in your weakness is my strength, not your strength. It's my strength made perfect. I don't know about you, but I've been asking God to take me to the next level. Now, I'm not ignorant about it. I know what that means. That I don't got to go through some more breaking. But I would say this. That the power, the presence, the anointing of God is worth the breaking. I'd rather be with Jesus than to be with anybody else. I'd rather have the anointing than to have life down here smooth. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. He has that for you. Here Jesus is. He's being pressed out. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what happened? When God got through pressing him, he lifted him on Sunday morning. With all power, with all power, with all power in his hand. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father and he's saying, I got power, I got strength, I got blessings with your name on it. 
Scripture says, pursue love. Pursue Jesus. Because whatever you pursue is what you get. My question today is what are you pursuing? Let me, let me finish with this. Everything you need is in him. It's not what you think you need. He has everything you need. You will find that it's Jesus. He's your all in all through all about all. He's just all. Today, if you're not sure about your salvation, if you're not sure where you stand with him, I got some preachers that will pray with you. Because it's really all about him. You don't even know what life is, your calling, your purpose, until you know him. Today, we want to pray with you. He poured out everything to get you. Don't say no to this type of love that cost him everything just for you. If you're here today, as the choir comes, as we stand, will you come? Will you come? God is calling you. God is loving you. One of these ministers want to pray with you. They want to talk with you.